by end of the day whichever culture we are into whatever gender we are we all want to be happy either we realize it or not you're listening to the remote explorers podcast a show that allows you to connect learn and be inspired by the stories of people who have used the power of remote work to have unconventional experiences in their lives the podcast is hosted by mayur and shahzada who are experienced and equally curious remote workers hello everyone welcome to the remote explorers podcast i am shahzada i host this podcast with mayur in this episode we have manbir kaur with us manbir is an executive and leadership coach She's also a conversational intelligence enhanced skills practitioner and a positive intelligence coach. She's the author of Get Your Next Promotion and Are You the Leader You Want to Be? These books have been nominated as the five best business books for CK Prahlad Business Book Awards 2019. Manbir has helped a lot of people achieve a balanced and sustainable growth for themselves and their organizations. Uh, she does that by facilitating the alignment of aspirations purpose and actions she's passionate about helping leaders and teams uh, to bring more humanness in their mindset and actions she's also passionate about helping people own their growth and help them reach their own potential in this episode manbir gives us an insight into what conversational intelligence is and the science behind it she tells us how can remote workers use conversational intelligence to have better connections in their teams she also addresses why there needs to be more humanness in the way we communicate and how to address the diversity in the working conditions how can we be more accepting towards others as there is going to be more intercultural communications within individuals in the coming times as we are progressing towards a more global society make sure to subscribe to remote explorers podcast and also make sure to go to our website which is remote r e m o t e explorers e x p l o r e r s .com and subscribe to our newsletter we'll be sending informative tips about remote working latest trends about remote working and also updates about the upcoming episodes in the newsletter i hope you all enjoy this episode So Manbir thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much guys. I'm so happy to be here with you guys and uh, eager to have a conversation here. Same here, you know, because uh, this is something which interests both of us. The reason why we started podcast was because we wanted to have conversations and wonderful conversations with people. So we would like to know the science and the tech behind communication and conversation yeah manbir uh, so the first thing that i would like to ask you is what shift do you see in the way communications are happening for the last 6 months and is going to change the way conversations are going to happen inside a corporation this is my first question the second question is of course for the layman who's listening to this what is conversational intelligence and uh, give us a little idea in the layman languages words what is it yeah cool so the first one you said what is the shift i'm observing so i guess uh, shift what i'm observing um, you know shahzada and uh, mayur is basically the humanness of the conversation so we have suddenly realized that we need to be more human we need to have better connect 
I guess that's a major shift, I would say, in one line, if I need to say that. Uh, that's the major shift. And we, as leaders, you know, there's a lot of conversation going on, being human, being authentic, being, you know, being somebody who can connect to teams, even the tangible goals. If I, if I can connect the teams to it, uh, tangible goals to their head and heart, that's a conversation, that's a shift going on in the market right now. And your second question, what is conversational intelligence? Ah, so that's my favorite part, part of it. So it is a science of having collaborative conversations. Uh, the conversational intelligence as a science, you know, as a word started by Judith Glesser. She is uh, a neuroscientist. She was a neuroscientist. And what she says is conversational intelligence is we-centric conversation. It's not about you and me. It's about we all together here. So the intelligent talks about engaging parts of your brain in a more intelligent way. So I'm explaining that, you know, don't, don't think it's complicated. So most of the time what happens is when we react, we react or respond from our survival brain many times in a day. Uh, so what is a survival brain is a very primitive brain. You know, we, we needed that brain when we were in the jungle. For example, if I see a crocodile in a room, I'll jump off. You know, if you see a crocodile or a snake, you will jump off. That's my survival brain. That's your survival brain. But when my team member says the presentation is not gone well, uh, something wrong has happened in the project. So it should not come from the survival brain, the reaction. The reaction should come from, the response should come from the more evolved brain, which is called executive brain. Uh, we also, in a scientific term, we also call it prefrontal cortex. So that's where our all strategic thinking lights. That's where our intelligence lights. That's where our creativity lights. So a conversational intelligence is basically to, to you know, uh, judiciously using the right brain at the right time, basically, and having conversations which are we conversations. There's a very interesting thing that I've just realized here. Manbir, have you read or heard about uh, the chakras uh, that the, the Indian philosophy talks about, the, the Indian mythology? So even while reading about different chakras, uh, the Mooladhara chakra, which is on the, uh, which is near the genitals. Uh, so what it says is a human takes some time to open up its chakra. So slowly, slowly it goes from the Mooladhara to the Ajna chakra, which is more towards the heart. So as you go there, uh, it it's from the survival. So the the way you live your life is more towards the survival instinct. Uh, yes or no, run or keep it. You know, it's more about food, shelter. And once you start going towards the Ajna Chakra, it's it's more about all coming together. It's about collaboration. It's about we, then us, uh, then me, right? So... Um, it's very interesting. Sometimes I see, I find these little parallels uh, between uh, what you've just said through the through the pre vortex. Uh, what is it said? Pre prefrontal cortex. Prefrontal, pre-frontal cortex. cortex. Yeah. Near our forehead. It's just behind our forehead. It's deep. Yeah. So just wanted to uh, just got that realization. Anyway, so uh, my another question right now to you is, uh, what components of conversational intelligence? Uh, that can be used by people at this moment to make better connections because uh, the world had uh, a massive paranoia in the last six six months, right? Not just not just the corporations were struggling to survive. The individuals were having differences. The individuals were 
uh, having uncertainties in their families, their relationships, while going through their jobs through pay cuts. Uh, how do how what is the role of managers uh, to to create a space where uh, there can be open-minded conversations where people can be who they are, can be vulnerable and honest, and how those managers to to can use those components of conversational intelligence to get that kind of environment in a corporation right now? Hmm. So there are a couple of questions there. So I'll answer step by step. So uh, let's see. Let me know if I'm not able to answer any of that. So I'll, I'll read again. So first you said components, you know. So components, um, there are many components of CIQ, conversational intelligence. So I'll get to three, three major components. The first premise of being intelligent about the conversation is trust, you know, and being mindful of that trust. How do we do that? I'll give you one, I'll give you and, you know, your uh, listener one question to reflect on. Being mindful of that question, how can I create a safe environment here? Even here also, Shizada, when we are talking, right? So it's all about safe environment, psychological safety. So one question about trust, nothing, no science, no big talk. How can I create a safe environment? That's all. The second component. Second component is double click. And I mean it. You know, it's like um, when, we, when we double click on the mouse. So it's that kind of double click when we open the file. When somebody is having a conversation with you, conversational intelligence says that don't make meaning out of it immediately. Don't judge people. Ask genuine questions. Have that curiosity to understand what is the meaning of their word in their world. We all have worlds inside us, right? And words are from those worlds, right? For example, if somebody says that, uh, you know, I'm not feeling comfortable with this presentation of this particular client. Now, understanding what does comfortable mean to that person is conversation intelligence. Is not, you know, what is comfortable means to me may be different meaning to you, right? So basically digging deeper and understanding what does, you know, what does this word mean to that person? As a manager, as a leader, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to do. It needs a little bit of patience, but an amazing thing to do. The third thing, an important thing, listening to connect. It's not only about listening to the words, what you are saying, not about to the sentences, to the body language. No, I'm saying go beyond that. Go, go and see that, you know, what are that person trying to say? What are they thinking? What are they hoping to explore here with you? Connect to their world, explore their world. That is listening to connect. So I'll, I kind of, you know, summarize three components, trust, double click, and listening to connect. These three things, I guess, you know, they are very important. And she's a second part, you know, you asked me uh, open communication, right? Open kind of, uh, so. So for managers, I would say, you know, um, don't go by the buzzwords like open communication and whatever is going on in the right, right now in the market. It's again about digging deeper what it means to you in your environment, in your team, what's happening there. So to me, open communication again entails trust where people feel, you know, it's safe to speak, where people feel, you know, um, uh, there are transparency around and I can be transparent, I can be authentic and they feel that human connect. 
no that that's what you know open environment or open communication means to me in this particular environment so banbir uh, you know i found this double click component very interesting uh for various reasons because uh, you know i managed remote teams for over 5 years uh and coming from corporate background and working for a startup remotely i could see the change happening right because when you you are in an office environment your manager sitting right next to you your colleague sitting around you tend to uh, you know react uh, very quickly to situations uh, so it's more like synchronous uh, communication uh, as they call it uh, whereas in remote teams you actually have time to respond to situations uh and i feel that if uh, done right remote work can actually improve uh the conversations and the communication between teams uh what do you think about this see i feel the more important thing is that human connect and uh, you are absolutely right you know in remote work also i would say i would agree that you know we can have similar kind of connection or maybe better connection so i'm not using the word word better i guess you know it depends on the teams it depends on the need of the team and need of power at that point of time see the most important thing is chemistry so from the conversation intelligence standpoint we call it um, chemical chemical chemistry of conversations you know chemicals we produce whenever we talk so i'm just taking it to shifting your question to uh, the science part of it you know that what goes behind it so chemistry plays a big role in this simple thing when we face rejection or fear when we feel that you know we are not listened to when we feel that you know we are minimized whether it's physical environment or remote environment we are minimized it's a feeling it comes from inside right nobody is saying i'm minimizing you if you have worked in corporate you will understand what i'm saying right so when we feel minimized our bodies produce higher level of uh, not so good hormones called cortisol that's a hormone that shuts down the thinking center of our brain and activates our survival brain our protection behaviors we become more reactive and there are positive conversations which produce chemical reaction to the opposite side of it they produce uh, you know good hormones like oxytocin it's a feel good hormone that elevates our ability to communicate to collaborate to trust so this chemistry of conversation to understand this chemistry of conversation is very important this is the why of that you know all leaders and manager whether it's remote or whether it's physical conversations in office conversations it's very important so this is the philosophy or science how could be different how could be different when we talk about remote right so if you are replying to somebody's email of course you have time you think about it right but at the same time you know in remote also it doesn't have to be remote in the sense that you know there is a time gap it's very important to meet people even remotely also when we started the conversation we switched on the video right we said you know let's let's see each other let's have those conversation that makes a difference isn't it you know so if there is an only email conversation going on so that's a different chemical reaction altogether and when you and me you know sitting here you know doing a recording but still on video so it creates a different bond altogether so uh manbir you 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 have been coaching 
in the corporates for a very long time now uh, around how to have right conversations, more about conversational intelligence and, and other leadership qualities, skills. Uh, I'm sure you would have realized this, that in the, in the corporate culture in India, there is still very unsaid, uh, like a class system. There is, there is a, uh, there, there's a hierarchy and there is, uh, which, which is very unsaid and very difficult to, to break. Like, um, you know, there is an, uh, I think it comes from the Indian cultural aspect, which has, where all the cultures in India have somewhere subtly taught us that elders are, uh, right. Elders are always to be respected and elders are right. And then the hierarchy also come boss. Jaisa hai, waise karna hai. So, uh, that makes the, the, um, the person who is above in the, in the hierarchy more authoritative because from their psychology, it's more like, uh, the way to get things done by my team is to be authoritative. Unko nahi danto, unko nahi batao, so things don't happen. There is so much cultural gap here compared to what's happening in the world, right? Uh, I don't, do you think we are still very, very far away uh, to, it's, it's almost delusional to think that we can, uh, in India, we can have this open conversations where, uh, where everybody could be equal and uh, we, we, could, we could have this exchange. Uh, what do you have to say about this situation? See, I would say... Um... I started my career in a bank in 95. So it was a different environment altogether. I started in a retail banking environment. I moved to the tech world. Then I moved to the coaching world. So I've, I've seen, you know, different lifestyles, if you, if we can call it, you know, that way. So I slightly disagree with you here. And I feel that corporates are changing and they are pushed to change the reasons for it global environment because we are ultimately you know we are a global village right now of course covid-19 has changed the situation for some time but you know ultimately we're going to get back to that global village second one is the younger generation which are coming to coming on to the work they are absolutely changing the whole dynamics we used to work absolutely and leaders are also getting that realizing you know, even the environments like banks and all that, which used to run in a typical, you know, uh, boss and subordinate kind of a relationship environment, I have seen a huge change there also. And tech world anyways has been working in a, in, in, in a very, uh, you know, in a different manner altogether. So having said that, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, that kind of hierarchy don't exist. But at the same time, I'm saying, you know, it's not that, you know, we are not changing. We are changing to a greater extent. Uh, there's a lot of competition in the market right now. Leaders are changing. They are realizing. And believe me, uh, Shehzada, I'm on the other side of the world. People who are not changing are not going to stay. People who are not agile are not going to stay. So that's the way. Either they are, you know, I mean, of course, you know, there's, it's one thing to say they are not one of the favorite leaders. That's fine. They can still stay. But believe me, going forward, it's it, the world is changing very dynamically. People who are not human, who are not, uh, it's not about equality and all that. It's about being human. For me, it's more mostly about being human. And other thing which I, I would like to, uh, you know, add the perspective here is, I feel, you know, this younger generation, even, you know, before them also, people were always there to add value. People wanted to bring their whole self to the work and wanted to add value. 
it's about recognition of that particular part and leaders have started recognizing and leaders who are not recognizing are really really you know I mean going to left behind and they are already leaving behind you know I mean 360 degree feedback is a big thing which has come into uh, corporate since last uh, 10 years and more you know more than a decade for sure uh, there are uh, junior level feedback stakeholder feedback which is a lot of new things are come in the market so things are changing dynamically yeah uh so manmeer you talked about uh, the world being uh, or we are living in a global village uh with that i would also say that opportunities you know uh, maybe 10 or 20 years uh, earlier uh, your opportunities were limited because those were uh, limited by geographical reach but now with covid the opportunities are everywhere right a person sitting in a village in india can apply for a job in the us because those companies are hiring remotely uh in this there are a lot of cultural dynamics right uh because you are actually communicating with people from different culture from different mindset uh so how would you advise someone working for let's say american or european client for the first time in a remote job to handle this uh, cultural aspects of communication we call it technically cultural diversity in india itself we have a huge cultural diversity right we all three might belong to different states i guess you know in india and we bring that kind of cultural diversity element to this group also in small conversation also so how do i advise is uh, i guess you know it's about being non judgmental difficult thing to do easier to say but yes it starts from you know not feeling that you know i am superior or somebody else is superior or somebody else is inferior not you know going by judgments if and you know sometimes you know what happened we are so fine tuned to our judgments sometimes we are so kind of what what to say you know uh, that we are so used to okay this particular culture will always be like that this particular community will always be like that i would say that comes from our subconscious mind we do we all do it the point is being aware of that when i'm saying being non judgmental it's not switch on and off it's being aware of that okay being mindful of that that i'm being judgmental here and then accepting diversity and believe we when we accept diversity as you said you know covid 19 has changed the situation and you know different people are coming on board whosoever is doing it they are going to go long way because when you start accepting diversity it means you have started accepting new ideas it means it it means that you know your way of running the business your way of working your way of running the team it's going to enhance your own knowledge is going to enhance you know so that's way it so it starts from judgment you know self awareness being non judgmental and then accepting the diversity so you brought the point of cultural diversity i would say any kind of diversity it could be cultural because of you know remote work and all that stuff it could be gender it could be cognitive any kind of diversity So Manbir, uh, why don't you tell us more about the book? Uh, get your next promotion. Uh, you know, it's it's quite interesting because 
when people talk about promotion they talk about uh, competition but your book talks about the whole new angle to looking at things see uh, basically you know i feel that uh, as i said earlier that you know people want to give their best people really want to get up the ladder or get up to uh, up the curve and want to have a better impact have a bigger impact and some of high for some of the high potentials they want to do it they are not able to do it on the other side of it the organization also wants the high potential to step up but they are not finding the right talent so the book is written with the purpose to bridge this gap basically to bridge the gap of you know uh, that um, that people high potentials can go up the level so the book brings 10 stories 10 elements important elements of your next promotion starting from goal setting to conversations to emotional intelligence to brand building and you know and so on so the book has uh, 10 leadership stories it's an interview of uh, 10 cxos basically so they tell their stories and every story has a you know has a way of uh, you know how what kind of conversations they had what kind of challenges they faced in their promotions in their careers so that's how the book basically you know mean weaves it together great also tell our listeners to where they can find the book yeah so the book is available uh, on all uh, many physical bookstores which are mostly closed now but yeah many of the online stores like amazon globally flipkart uh, and uh, you know other other all marketplaces it's available there and i also have uh, something very interesting for uh, your uh, your listeners you know it's called the promotability index where people can go and uh, see that how promotable they are in the current circumstances so you know uh, i i have that on my website so uh, people can go there and find out how promotable they are they can utilize the book learning accordingly i'll make sure that i put the link in the description of this episode sure thank you so manbir before we end this episode there's uh, there's one question that i want to ask you is what according to you is uh, the future of work and what kind of organizations would be seen in the coming future how collaborative they collaborative they would be and how open space they would be see um it's a very uh, scary question all the future of work right it's a high speed vuka world in corporate uh, terms we call it vuka volatile uncertain complex and ambiguous so it's difficult for anybody to predict that you know what would be the future of work and you know it will be i guess you know difficult but you know couple of words which come to my mind is when say when you say what kind of organization i would say agile agility is one thing which is you know definitely going to be there and i'm sure about that and the second thing is growth mindset so you know relating back to our earlier question you know having that relationship of boss and uh, so those kind of organizations are going to go away very soon believe me it has to be dynamic it has to be agile and leadership will be not will be i think it will be unfair to use the word will be i think it's already getting to more of distributed mode you know leaders are at the edge it's not like distribute it's not like you know pivot kind of a thing that leaders leaders are sitting as a as a hub and then you know everybody is spoke no it will be more of a you know distributed leadership and um, more authentic leadership more human leadership where transparency you know i'm not talking about the ideal world you know it should not not look like you know i'm talking about an ideal world suddenly we will go to mars and we'll get into this kind of box space no but you know 
future is definitely going to be agility, growth mindset, and more humanness. And why it's coming, and why I'm thinking so, because the next work generations, which are coming uh, to work right now, they are not there only for money. No, they are not there. They are definitely there, you know, to feel developed, feel empowered, feel acknowledged, and they want to create value. They want to create the impact. So that's why you know I'm saying the future of work is going to be really, really different with this type of leadership and agility. So Manbir, so far we talked about communication in organization in teams, uh, but as a community builder, you know, uh, so I run this community in Goa called Nomad Gap, where we host people from all over the world working remotely on their own projects, uh, and we have seen the shift from. Uh, predominantly foreign crowd to predominantly Indian crowd because travel is not happening. With that, we have also seen you know, some shift in the way communication happens here, right, as a community builder. So again, you know, switching back to my old question about global teams and working with multicultural teams, what is that one basic thing? Yes, be non-judgmental, but Again, it's very subjective, uh, you know, sometimes. Uh, so what I think Mayur is trying to ask here is, and I think from my own experience also, I've realized this. So I have a big, uh, my own thesis and philosophy on your question, but I won't go more, I, I won't go deeper into that. But Manbir, what Mayur is trying to ask here is, the world, as you said, is, is already a global village and would also become a more global village where there will be intercultural in, uh, international communication between cultures, right? So when we when there are different individuals where which are conversing from different nationality, their cultures, their conditionings are different. So we we have seen in a lot of cases that sometimes uh, it's it gets difficult for a certain set of culture to be non-judgmental and to accept the other people from other nationalities just the way they are. And it creates a lot of cumbersome uh, mental game in them. Why are they like that? Why are they doing it like that? So how, what, what advice would you give to, to the coming generation, which is getting remote, which is going to have a lot of conversations with people from all over the world to be non-judgmental and to accept people the way they are. Am I right with the question, Mayur? Yeah. Uh, so we spoke about being non-judgmental, but how to be non-judgmental? Like what is the, uh, do you have like a scientific formula to be non-judgmental? Scientific formula. So I don't have a scientific formula as such, but I would say a couple of things here, you know, to, I'll connect with your question, you know, coming, starting from what Shazada said. See, why people don't accept sometimes is mistrust. They've heard, as I said, you know, we all carry a world around the words, right? We all carry a perception that even in India, even in certain countries, certain cultures, I like that. Don't trust them. We were told as, as kids, right? Or somebody had uh, seen those Hollywood movies or some foreign movies and had created that perception. It's my world. When you are coming to that world, I am thinking you as one of them. I'm not trusting you. So mistrust is one, I'm just, you know, going to that perspective. Mistrust is one major thing. So we have to accept that, you know, mistrust. So because now 
your viewers or your listeners now they understand conversational intelligence so and they understand the scientific part of it onus is on them to take the first step and create that trust create that kind of conversation where they can start creating that trust so we don't have to give up we have to start creating that trust very mindfully that is one and mayur you said you know being non judgmental and i don't have a scientific formula as such but i would say even in um, even in non corporate or non team setup sometimes we are so biased and we are so wedded to our biases that we are not able to see that we are biased if i make sense right so it's always good to have an intention that i want to improve in this area and ask somebody can you give me feedback you know have that because if even if i am a even if i am a freelancer and i don't have anybody to report to if i don't take feedback i'm not going to improve definitely because i don't understand what are the situation when i'm getting triggered what are the situation when uh, when when i'm doing this kind of behavior so the point is you know first collecting the data collecting the feedback that you know am i doing this what's my behavior at that point of time how i come across that's that comes from intention then you will if somebody has an intention somebody will figure out the ways what is my body language when i talk to them what if it's remote also how do i come across what kind do i come across as a trustworthy person do i come across as a rigid person who's only you know wedded to his his or her own idea so once you have the feedback you know so then you can start working on it i have discovered over last one one and a half year of hosting people from all over the world that uh, all you need is to just go to them be kind be nice uh, listen be honest listen, listen. Yeah. most important and just be all honest us, yeah all of us wants to be listened to but nobody listens at so if listen to and if if i feel that you know i've been understood and as i said you know being honest what is being honest doing it's basically creating a trust right that's your way or your business way of creating a trust today i was going through what conversational intelligence is trying to uh, get my hand on this before we we get into the in- interview with manveer so i found this very interesting um, flow chart people who are listening to this you guys can't see it because it's on the camera but i'll read it out for you it is conversations make relationships and relationships make cultures and then cultures are what makes us happy and makes us who we are what do you say about that manveer beautiful i would say beautiful and i would su- <coughs> i would summarize it with um, with one more line by judith glaser she says that um, words create worlds So that's that's what it is all about that's very precise and that is one statement it says everything i am not an expert 
but i just feel trust create conversations right somebody comes and talks to you because they feel trusted they feel as you said they feel safe to open themselves up so i think it's trust conversations relationships cultures and happiness and by end of the day i guess you know i was interviewing one of the leaders on diversity for my book and she very beautifully said uh, that by end of the day whichever culture we are into whatever gender we are we all want to be happy either we realize it or not you know we all and that really stayed with me really stayed with me i mean that, that i think that the verbatim is also covered in my book but it really really stayed with me but yeah by the end of the day all wants to be happy and i think at the core of it cultures may be different but the whole idea of happiness is you have to feel free and easy with whatever you are doing and i think that's where everybody is trying to reach to and i think even if it's a family organization or a community that you are a part of having a space where you can be curious a place where you can be vulnerable a place where you can be yourself completely 100% is the place where the right growth happens not just in the sense of uh, career or profession but more on the self of a, of an inner growth which uh, which is very sustainable throughout your life yeah Yeah. very well said great manbir uh, thank you it was a lovely conversation today i had a amazing time i'm sure mayur uh, what do you have to say about the conversation today we had with manbir yeah we had a conversation about conversation <laughs> <laughs> and it was great like i learned something new that i can go back think about and implement in my community to make it better and make it a uh, safer place for conversations thank you so much to both of you thank you to both of you it was wonderful talking to you guys and being there on your on your show thank you uh, guys i'll put the link in the description where you can find manbir's latest book get your next promotion and she has written a couple of other books which are uh, i'm sure would be really nice for you guys to read it i'll also mention our social media platforms for remote explorers podcast we would love to know your feedback on how you how are you finding the show if there's anything you guys want us to implement in the in the podcast we are happy to know your feedback uh we we come every every thursday and keep listening to the remote explorers podcast <laughs>